And it's another episode of Speaking for Him with our host, Andrew Gamison. Hello, Chad. It's great to be with you, everyone, on this Friday. And uh, we are um, trucking right through our Names of God series. I was just telling Chad before we hit record that we just have, I think, one more uh, in this series um, uh, to... uh, to wrap up the, the series, and obviously, I think we've done, and we, when we're done, we will have done a total of five or six names. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. Well, you also and, told me that there's actually about 900 of them. That, that's correct. So it was not in any way an exhaustive series, but hopefully this, yeah. has, this has piqued your interest, interest to study more about the names of God. I, I, I often say, and I often think, that my main purpose in doing this podcast is not to spoon feed everyone the truth, but to stir up their desire to seek the truth for themselves. Right. Kind of like a pastor. Yes. And Paul often said, Paul said that to his, his people that he taught, he said, I want you to be like the Bereans and search the scriptures and find whether the things that I'm saying are true. And that is the challenge that I issue to you as well when uh, we're doing this podcast, especially ones of this nature. And as this um, series is winding down, uh, we will be praying and thinking about our next uh, biblically-based series that we're going to do. So we will have more information about that in the coming weeks. But you can pray with us, and if anybody has any suggestions, they can write to us at Andrew. At speaking for him, that's speaking the number for him.com or um, cashman at jq99.com. Yeah, give us their feedback. And there's also other ways to give feedback, which will be um, featured at the end of the show. Um, so listen to the end and get that information. Send all negative comments to Andrew, send all the positive ones to me. Uh, yeah, I, I can take it. I do have broad shoulders <laughs> and. Hey, at least that will show that there's more people listening. So that's, that's true. Uh, that's that's a, true. That's a good thing. Um, so today um, we're going to talk about, um, in names of God, we're going to talk about Jesus as the Anointed One. And uh, so, Chad, um, why don't you start us off with our quote of the day? Herein is love, not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Did I say that? Propitiation. Propitiation for our sins. Yes, learning new words here on I am, I am. I feel like I'm in school. Well, and part of part of it is I always throw the old King James up there because that's what I grew up with. And so I challenge my co-hosts. Adam Adam used to struggle with that himself, and, and we had a lot of fun going back and forth about about my challenging his vocabulary. So I'm going to have to put a Porky Pig um, um, soundbite. So every time I, I screw up, I'll go, bleep, 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 bleep. So. Something like that, yes. Uh, Propitiation? Propitiation. Propitiate, pip, pip, pip. Yes. And what does that mean? It means um, payment means that Jesus was the payment for our sins. Okay. So it's not 
as complicated as it would sound. Um, but actually in my studies, I found Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, which means anointed one or chosen one. So we're just going to take a look at just a few verses along those lines, and um, I'm going to uh, read our bullet points, and then Chad will follow by reading the verse that goes along with it. So we'll start with Jesus was anointed to bring freedom. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Isaiah 61.1 I always found this uh, passage very interesting, especially given the fact that Jesus reads it in the New Testament and then responds to it and says, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. And you would think that the people would be rejoicing, be excited, um, but that's not what happened. They tried to throw him off a mountain. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but he, no, that was when he was in his hometown, though, right? Yes, yes, because he said he said a prophet is not welcome in his hometown, and they proved it, which yeah, is no interesting. Um, but it also proved that he was in control because he passed right through them and went on his way because his time had not yet come. And I tend to believe that he actually. Um, used his divinity to go invisible at that point because if you're on the edge of a cliff there's no real way for you uh, to pass through unless you are invisible um see, see when when i hear that what comes to mind is you know the movie it's a wonderful life when uh the the cop is trying to ha- handcuff the guardian angel and he's yes. like oh joseph oh joseph and then yes. he disappears that's a perfect analogy that, that's like that. jesus it's like oh let's push him off the mu- Wait, where did he go? Exactly, exactly. And that, that's the picture that I have in my head for that. And uh, I just think about the fact that um, Jesus came to a dark world uh, and to people that didn't even know they were in bondage. It's kind of funny because Jesus talked to the Pharisees about the bondage that they were in. And they said, we've never been in bondage to anyone. They totally forgot that their ancestors had been in bondage to the Egyptians, and that right. they were at that very moment when they said that in bondage to the Romans. So they, they, they actually were in bondage, even though they didn't realize it. All right, so our second um, point is Jesus was anointed to bring salvation. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord, Romans 6.23. All right, and so this one is... Um, Jesus came to give us eternal life. The wages of sin is death. Jesus, God said in the Garden of Eden, in the day that you um, eat of this, you will surely die. And they didn't die physically that day, but they began the process of dying. Uh, because before that, they were perfect and they, they were um, you know, going to live forever in a perfect world if they had not have chosen to sin. So it's just interesting how, um, but God already had a plan because he already began talking about Jesus coming in Genesis chapter 3. Isn't that amazing? You know. It is amazing. It is. So um, for these first two points, did you have any additional thoughts, Chad? Well, I just want to point out that um, it was, if, if, if if somebody's listening does not know, 
that in the book of Genesis, when uh, God point, says that, I'm trying to figure out how to word it, maybe you can help me, but the, he will, or the serpent will, will bite his feet and he will crush, crush his, his head. head. Yeah. And that is the first ever uh, prophecy of Christ. And it's in Genesis. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing that Jesus is all through the entire Bible. We often think of it as a divide between the Old Testament and the New Testament. But in Acts chapter 24, it, it actually refers to the fact that Jesus taught the people that he was walking with on the road to Emmaus everything concerning himself from the Old Testament. Right. the New Testament didn't exist at that point. It was um, just being written. I had a pastor who, who, what he would say to us is, Christ is in the Old Testament concealed, and he's in the New Testament revealed. He's in both. He's there. Well, and, and that's the crazy thing, too, is that is the Pharisees say, we're Moses' disciples. And Jesus says, well, Moses spoke of me. Moses, right. Moses talked about me, but not in direct terms. But like you said, in veiled terms, Moses spoke of you know, redemption of the Messiah. And right. so it was their blindness that caused them not to be able to see it. So um, Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Acts 10.38 and so Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Um, remember, when he was baptized, um, the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, and God said from the sky, this is my beloved Son, um, in whom I am well pleased. And so he was validating the fact that Jesus had a mission, and he was giving him the authority um, to do good and heal the oppressed. Right. Um, cast out um, the devil, and he himself, not Abraham Lincoln, but he himself said, a house divided against itself cannot stand, because the Pharisees said, well, you're casting out devils by the prince of devils. And he's like, well, that would not work, because that would, that would be counterintuitive. Um, I can cast out devils because I have the power over them to make them do what I want them to do. And it's interesting that he didn't even want them prophesying for him. Mm -hmm. He commanded them to stop speaking in his name because he, as much as he wants glory, he doesn't want it from the wrong sources. So I, I always find that interesting too, that, that he would command them to be silent, um, even though they were pro prophesying that he was the son of God, you know? Right. So yeah, that, that's an interesting thing that I've always thought about. And then we wrap up by talking about he's coming back again to reign on the earth. And I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he had, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. 
and he was clothed with the vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he, sh he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture, on his thigh, a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelations 19, verses 11 through 16. And this is one of those passages where... Um Obviously, the last verse was kind of where I was honing in on, but I felt like the chunk that's here was was worth including, and it was hard to cut any of it. And I just think about the fact that uh, he is coming back for a final war of the ages. We talk about God being a God of love, and surely he is. But sometimes we err to the fact of talking just about him being a God of love. He's actually also a God of judgment. And the very fact that he died for our sins on the cross is because of that judgment. Right. And if we don't understand the judgment of God and the fact that we deserve to be under that judgment, then we can't truly embrace the love of God because the love of God says that even though you're supposed to be under this judgment, I'm going to take it away from you if you accept me because I love you. And I think that often gets... Uh, missed in our presentation of the gospel. And it is a fine line because we don't want to be always, well, you know, we don't want to be always walking up to people and saying, hey, you're going to hell unless, but at the same time, it is, there is a measure of truth to it. Right. And so if we're not willing to get down to brass tacks and say, hey, um, if you continue on the road you're going, you're going to end in destruction then, you know, we're not doing anybody any favors. The Proverbs say, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So my prayer is that um, even if sometimes the things that I say on this podcast or to you personally might wound you, that the things that would wound you would primarily be for your spiritual benefit. Now, because I am human, that's not always going to happen, and I need to be aware of the fact that just because I think something is a good thing to say doesn't mean that it is. And you can still deliver the truth in gentleness and love. Jesus was good at that. Right. And so we, we can we can definitely gain a lot of wisdom from him about how to deliver bad news and not just avoiding it for the purpose of harming. So um as we wrap up, Chad, do you have any thoughts on these last two points? Well I mean when I uh when I read um, and his name is called the Word of God. Um, the other day I was in church and, and the speaker was speaking on, um, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Greek word used there is logos. And another word we get from that is the word logo. And if you think of golden arches, you think of McDonald's. If you think about that white cursive writing with a red background, you think of Coca-Cola. Those are logos. They represent the original. They are not the original, but they represent the original. And what is most, most amazing to me is that Christ not only represents the original, 
He is the original. Amen. And and it's such a good thing for us to remember too, because because um, Jesus said they'll know you're my disciples if you love one another. And so we and Paul said this. He said, "You are my epistles, known and read of all men." And what 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 it was he saying? He was saying that as people read you, as people get to know you as people, they see the fruit of Christ that I have worked to cultivate in your life. Mm-hmm. And and if we want to put forth the logo of Christ, if we want people to to know that we are Christians, that's going to come with some grief sometimes. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to, to like us. And I, I know in this culture, Christian is a pretty wide word. And so there are some people that claim Christianity that don't really know the Lord, and that can be challenging in and of itself but true christianity the bible says godliness uh, a true godliness will lead to persecution um and right that's a promise that paul makes in one of his epistles to timothy um all who live godly in christ jesus will suffer persecution it's not it's not a maybe it's a will and sometimes you have to be willing to do that and granted it's not in this country to the level that it is in other countries, but um, certain dialogues that have happened in this country lead me to believe that we need to make sure that we're not uh, feeling too sheltered, that we realize that it could be a reality right. in this country. And if it if it is, if there ever comes a time when Christians are being arrested, will there be enough evidence to convict you? And my hope is that, yes, there would be in my life. And also that I would have the grace to deal with it um, when the time comes, because I often feel weak and I often feel like I, without a direct intervention at the particular time from God, that I could very easily pull a Peter where I, where I deny knowing him, you know, right to save my skin, which I hope will never happen. And I believe that God can give grace, um, a specific, at a specific time. And I believe he will, much as he did for Peter in Acts chapter three, when it says he was filled with the Holy Spirit and he stood up and he testified for Jesus after the healing of the lame man. It wasn't the same Peter that we saw in the last chapters of the Gospels when he was running for his life. It was a different, changed man, and that was only because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Again, uh, this is in our Names of God series. We talked about Jesus as the Anointed One today, and so if this has been an encouragement to you, I'd encourage you to pass it on to one of your friends or maybe five of your friends so they can uh, join us every week on the podcast to get more um, encouragement and admonishment for the journey of the Christian life. Um, we do this not because we know how, uh, not because we have everything um, perfect, not because we have everything put together, but because we know who does, and that's Jesus. So we hope that encourages you, and we hope that you have a great weekend and that you keep serving the best. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, 
H-I-M. You can also interact with us at Facebook.com slash Speaking for Him and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 